Welcome to Sunflower Living, a podcast that believes that life is always worth living. I'm Abile. And I'm Linky. Welcome to our working philosophies on life and living with a mental illness. Before we get started, we are not mental health professionals. All opinions expressed in this podcast are our own. Okay, so today we are going to be delving into identity and mental illness, but specifically how the disease doesn't define you. Um, I think this is kind of a broad topic because everyone reacts differently when they've like been officially diagnosed or when they kind of get like an inkling that something may not be quite right. And Links, I just want to throw it to you and ask, like, what's your experience been, you know, kind of consolidating uh, having a mental illness as a part of your as a part of your identity but not like the entirety of it when i first got my diagnosis i i felt like i i could kind of there was a bit of relief for me mm-hmm. um and i could breathe a little easier knowing that there was something that i could you know there was a title that i could put to what i was struggling with yeah. and so in the early days, I used to say, I am depressed, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. using that I am meant that I took on the identity that depression was me. It was yeah. all of me and it was going to impact everything and this is who I was. And uh-huh. then I had the realization that the importance of I am. Mm-hmm. And I realized, no, I am not depression. I mm-hmm. am struggling with depression mm-hmm. and that's very different because that that is more um external and like any other disease if you have the flu you don't say i am the flu um, yeah. <laughs> you know you say yeah. i have the flu which is temporary in some way but also it doesn't impact who you truly are and so that was kind of when i started to realize that i needed to change my perspective I needed to view depression and anxiety as a disease, which it is. And that mm-hmm. way I was able to say, okay, as much as this is um, a part of me in terms of the fact that it is, it is like any chronic disease, it's also not who I am at my core. Yeah. I think for me, what has been a huge, um, just a huge realization is to sort of say that I don't have to be subjugated to this like one thing because I think there's a temptation to especially and this might be you know from yourself or even externally where it's easy to just box yourself into oh well I don't have to be functional I have a mental illness and it's like no it's (laughs) you know what I mean like the same way that people with like type 2 diabetes can function perfectly fine as long as they have their insulin with them it's it's the same it's the same kind of relationship to say that oh this is something that I deal with but it doesn't have to eclipse the rest of my life and the rest of my personality and I think we touched on this when we were talking about taking responsibility is that you cannot excuse your behavior or excuse um your lack of functioning you know for lack of a better phrase is Mm -hmm. You can't excuse that because Mm -hmm. you have a mental illness. You have to take responsibility and you have to look into ways to manage it. Um, I think it's, it's tricky. It's really tricky because 
in the world, a lot of people are, are kind of labeled and we like to put labels on things. We like to put people in a box in something mm. that we understand. And I think that, you know, we're complex beings. And so when we start to accept that, we're able to see the multifacetedness um, of, of people. No, absolutely. And I think, you know, while sometimes the, the disease might be you know, a bit bigger on some days, or it's just constantly there. I don't think it's fair to kind of relegate yourself to this one place and say, okay, no, th- this is this is the thing, this is the deal, I am this disease. Mm-hmm. Because what you'll find is that, if anything, that begins to cripple you more. And if any, it, it almost like flares it up, if I can put it that way. Yes, yes, and I, yes, and yes. Because <laughs> I think, I mean, I definitely have been tempted to be like, oh, well, I mean, this is this is just my life. I'm going to live under this blanket in this tracksuit and no one can no one can take that away from me. And that's enough right now. And I think when it comes to identity, it is so important to not just see yourself, you know, in in, in like the mirror of your disease, but also in other parts of of yourself like myself for example you know i'm i'm a woman i'm a daughter i'm an artist i like to read inane not even an inane stuff but you know what i mean you know they're, they're just like these interests and hobbies that i have and from those other things there are so many more avenues to being myself that are not centered on my depression or my anxiety I agree with you. I think the way for me to explain it and how my experience has been is that when I use affirmations, I Mm -hmm. use them in the positive. I don't say I am not. I say Mm -hmm. I am something. Mm -hmm. And so the two that come up for me right now are are, I am capable. I am resilient because Mm -hmm. there is a level of, you know, you have to be resilient in order to kind of take some of the knocks that mental illness present. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like when we start to do that, when we start to say, oh, okay, I, you know, I have strength to, to, to go through this. I, I see myself um, as yes, you know, someone who struggles, but as at the same times, I celebrate the small wins. And I think that's huge. I think often we want this big, when we want to feel like, oh, I conquered this massive thing. Mm-hmm. Look, the small steps along the way are just as important. And when we celebrate those, then we realize that I am not the, di- I am not the disease. Um, mm-hmm. I just struggle with it. No, totally. Because it's, it, again, it's just one of those things where, and, you know, when we, when we look at the, the kind of psychological journals that it varies from person to person with your disease. I mean, for example, I would say, and I have been told by my, my um, psychiatrist and um, psychologist that there is a chance that this will get worse as I get older. But mm-hmm. knowing who, or just kind of having that sense of know thyself and knowing, you know, at my, at my core who I am, that has assisted me to say that, okay, going forward, no matter how this develops or evolves, I will be okay because I am not this one thing. I am not one thing. You know, I'm a multitude of things and I feel like I'm allowed to explore that. And coming back to what you said about the little things, I think as, as people in general, we have to be okay with enough. And that's just, yeah, that, that's something that takes practice, obviously, but I think 
coming back to who you are as a person, recognizing that who you are at any moment in time, whether you are sort of like still dealing with, or I, I don't quite know how to take this diagnosis, or I do need to go and see a psychiatrist, within that, you're a lot closer to being able to be a functional and multifaceted being. And you should never disregard that. I think as you say that, mm-hmm. you know, I I sometimes disagree with medical professionals. And <laughs> yeah. I feel like as I have aged and mm-hmm. grown, mm-hmm. I've managed the disease a lot better than when I was younger. So yeah. even if, you know, even if the, again, the diagnosis or label is to say, well, you know, as you get older, it's going to get worse. I'm kind of like, mm-hmm. hmm, I don't know about that. Maybe <laughs> yeah. chemically it's going to get worse. Maybe I need to think about new medication. But I think mm-hmm. with a really solid support structure and when you look at, you know, we've talked about toolboxes, um, mm-hmm. when you have those in place, it is so much easier to defer to them versus versus to agree with, you know, those blanket statements. Another thing that mm-hmm. I believe is that we don't know enough yet. Definitely. You know, um, 15 years ago, nobody would have used the label bipolar or they would have used it incorrectly. And yeah. so as we found, you know, more, um, as we've garnered more information, as we've gone into a place where more research is done, we're finding different things. I mean, from the materials that I read, I am constantly learning. I'm constantly mm-hmm. learning new ways. I, you know, I interact with people who have um, mental illnesses and they often tell me about varying experiences that they have had. So yeah. I think it's important sometimes to pull back and say, okay, where do I stand and what do I need to do? Because I think with, like I say, with a really good support structure, you may have people who help to pull you out of the episodic um, depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And in that way, you start to build a stronger form of self. Uh, I also think that, you know, one of the things that we encounter in life, and this is not just in mental illness, is that people want you to do what they want you to do. You know, your parents at some point want you to study a specific thing. Um, you know, in relationships, people want you to act in a certain way. And so those expectations can somehow limit how you manage your mental illness. And I think when we detach ourselves from those expectations, we're better able to find who we really are and find things that bring us joy. Because I think that that's also a big point is that when you are able to do things that bring you joy, I mean, I didn't think in the, like at all that I would enjoy painting. Look, yeah. I'm not Picasso, but <laughs> yeah. I love painting. And yeah. guess what? I use mm-hmm. templates, you know, someone has to do the outline and I just draw within that, you know, I just exactly. paint within exactly. it. And that's fun for me. Um, so, you know, someone else would be like, what's the point of this? If you're not going to use it, if you're not going to put them up, well, the point of it is that it brings me joy. That's and that's it. important. And that's, and that's enough. Because I think it's like those adult coloring books where at first I didn't quite get them. 
Um, but then I'm like, oh, this is this is like something that can bide your mind's time and almost be like a meditative um, activity or hobby. And I don't think I think much of life is kind of battling external and internal factors to really get to like the nub of who you are. So, you know, like Linky says with her painting or even if you have an adult coloring book, you just have to know that you're not this, I think ultimately you're kind of bringing it back around. You're not this one thing, you're a multitude of things and you're allowed to get to know what those multitudes are despite, you know, maybe having this, really crippling disease that you can't really manage all that well mm. yeah I mean in closing I'm gonna say this I am not depression that yeah. is not what defines me yes it is sometimes a big part of me and mm-hmm. and how I manage in in the world and how I show up in the world but it does not in any way define me as an you know as a whole person exactly So having said that, thank you again for listening. And a note, we are not mental health professionals. All opinions expressed in this podcast are our own. 